Welcome to our Panini. This is Saratova Best. We are talking in the week of miracles. We're in the month of miracles, the year of miracles unmasked, Tafshin Tayalaf, the month of miracles, Kislev. Um, we're starting this week will be Hanukkah, which is the time of miracles and publicizing miracles means miracles come from, uh, they come out of the closet. Basically, this, this, this is the week when miracles will start to come out of the closet. Um, so I want to say, before we continue the part in the Sikha, the Sikha is all focused on miracles. The question of the Sikha is that people ask, um, where do you see miracles today? I don't see any miracle. And that's really, that's really the question that they're ever asked. Um, one of the things that I want to um, mention is a couple of things, a couple of miracles. Um, when you get all these WhatsApp. Okay. So when you get all these WhatsApp, um, of all these newscasts, you know, this is one world news, uh, and uh, today President Trump did this, this, and this. They look just like NBC, ABC, CBS. They look like the real stations. And I, I had this question. This is, this is a miracle. I had this question. Where do these things come from? Where are all these stations? You know, I'm not a big expert in TV stations, but where did all these news stations come from? So here's the miracle, because when we look at the darkness coming out today, we have to realize what's happening is the stuff is hitting the fan very, very quickly. We have 4,000 years, let's say, in our history with Asav, between us and Asav, or since the beginning, the, the beginning of the world. We have, we have 5,781 years of Dirt, corruption, ugliness, etc. That's being embedded. That has been embedded itself deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper throughout all of the generations. Starting with, I mean, who started it? The Nachashakadmani, the snake, the primordial snake. He's the one. Things were fine until he came along. But Hashem decided that this would be the system that he would come along and introduce introduce the ugliness, the corruption, the evil, the this and that, and we would work to uncover it, and then clean it and fix it, etc. And that's what we're here for, for all of history. So when it comes to this, these last moments, as we said yesterday, that the Rebbe says, we find ourselves now in Yemaisa Mashiach, true, the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, when, uh, that's what I'm saying, that the Rambam says, there's lots of evil in the world still, in the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach. Hence, it doesn't look fun at all. But we need to know what phase we're in. Are we still in Gullus? Are we in the first phase of Yemais Mashiach? The last phase? We're certainly not in the last phase of Yemais Mashiach when life is good. Because it is not good. We're not in full deep Gullus because we're out of that one. We've done with that one. So we're in this first phase of Yemais Mashiach, according to the way the Rebbe puts it, which is very much um, a phase that does not feel good at all. But... You, you need to know that we need to know that the, um, you know, let's say there's a single girl and then the girl when she's engaged and the girl when she's about to get married and then the girl when she is married and the girl when she's pregnant and the girl when she's, these are, she may look the same, but there, we need to know what phase she's in. You know, like, oh, you're, you know, I'd really like to introduce you to such and such. I think you'd be great. Uh, sorry, I'm getting married tomorrow. Actually, I do remember the day before my wedding, Baruch Hashem, I had been working in an office, and it was Shabbos. I was getting married on Sunday. And uh, I passed on the street. I passed by my boss that I had worked for during the summer. 
And he saw me and he said, oh, Saratova, good job. How are you? He said, could you come in this? We need some work done. You think you could come in Monday and, you know, we just have a few few days of work that we need done. We we need some extra help. Could you come in? I said, uh, getting married tomorrow. I said, oh, okay. All right. Mazel tov. So how would he know? I'm walking down the street. I look like the same person that worked in his office. How would he know that I'm in a, in a different phase? He wouldn't. Right. So how would we know we walk down the street, the world looks as bad as it, the world looks worse than it ever did before. How would we know that we're, 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 we're moving forward? Sure looks like we're moving backwards. So only those who be, are behind the scenes and know from the deepest truth, the Nasiadar, the Meshur being of the generation, he knows, by the way, we're now here and we're now up to this point, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. Because he's not judging only based on the symptoms or how it feels. He has the information behind the scenes of, you know, of of what the the structure is, what's really happening. So that's where we're up to. We discussed that a little bit yesterday. The Rebbe says, Yemais Mashiach Hashem Banam Nim Saim Anu Ashav. Yemais Mashiach that we find ourselves in now. And what do do we have to do at that phase? Open our eyes to, um, to see this. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, news flash, news flash, news flash. This is amazing. This is amazing. Someone was trying to call into the class right now to the call and they texted me and said it didn't work because what's the pin number for this 770-4010 pound. So they texted me and said um 4010 what we're saying, the Hashkacha Pretzis, 4010 doesn't work. Forgot the 770. Aha! There you go! Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, newsflash. It's unbelievable how Hashem sends us messages. When we forget, so let's say we're in the world and we're trying to work with the stuff of the world, the technology of the world, the, the actual workings of the world, and we have, you know, a way to plug into it, a way to log onto the world. The, the good, the, the good thing about logging into the world, and we're going to see in this sicha, is that we've got a job to do in this world, to go into this world and pull, well, the sparks are already pulled out. So, but, you know, work with these sparks that have been pulled out, bring the light of Mashiach into these brand new vessels that have been created, etc. That's the good news about being in the world. It's a, it's, 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 it's a, a mission, it's a shlichus that in a way no one ever had before. I, it, at, with these circumstances of life, at this moment in history, it's an unbelievable shlichus to have to go into the world. At the same time, it, that as the same time as we go into the world, that's the good news. It's, it's what a merit. The what's the bad news? It's easy to get dragged down by it. It's easy to get dragged down by. It. As miracles are being created in the world, it's easy. It's easy to be dragged down into the dirt of the world because we're being told by Hashem, go into the dirt, be part of it. That's exactly what the Sikh is about and we started it yesterday. Be part of the dirt in it, but don't don't feel dirty. Don't feel dirty, but just recognize that we're above it and and, and don't get dragged into it, but be in it. It's not a simple thing to do. So the interesting Hashkaka practice is when we dial in to be part of the world, if we forget the 770 part, 
we're going to more likely be dragged into, it's not going to work. When we have the pin, when we have a pin, 7704010, and we forget to, we forget to put in 770, the 770 part, and we only put in 40010, it won't work anymore. Isn't that interesting? It used to be you could go into the world and you could be in the world and life would work. Even if we weren't totally plugged into the source of holiness, life would work. Today, it doesn't work. Today, it's, 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 I'm trying to be PC by using the right colors. It's either, okay, we can't use colors anymore. Concealed or revealed. Forget the colors. Today, it's either, you know, dark or light. Let's call it that way. It's either dark or light. Today, you, you, you go on a WhatsApp group and you either see horrifying news or you see amazing news. There's nothing in between. It's very polarized now. And we want to keep, we want to not forget the 770 part. We want to not forget Maishra Bain of the generation is taking care of us. All of this dirt that's hitting the fan, that's been needing to hit the fan for 5,781 years, and it's hitting it all at once. So it's fast and furious and it's terrifying. Number one, it's hitting it very quickly. The purification is being done very quickly. I don't know if we were given a choice, but imagine if Hashem came to us and said, okay, guys, listen, you know how you've been living like this for all these 5,781 years? We can either speed it up. You know, it's kind of like Pitocin. Anybody who ever gave birth with Pitocin, they say, we can either speed it up and, and, and we can give you Pitocin and speed up the labor, but it's going to be very intense. Or we can just let it go on for many hours, much slower, more gentle, but it'll go on and on and on. So there are different reasons why people choose to take Pitocin. I just went through a, I was with a person a week ago that had Pitocin and it was interesting. It was interesting. Let's call it that. Let's call it that. So we are now in the world, Hashem, I don't know if Hashem asked us, you guys want to take Pitocin and speed up the labor and just give birth already to Geula? Or do you want to just kind of, you know, slowly but gently? So it's almost like we said, you know, slowly but gently has been going on for 5,781 years. We're done. We're so tired. We're so discouraged. If you keep on going slowly but surely, we will fall into the 4010 and forget the 770, right? We're just going to fall into the world, the dirt of the world. We'll give up. It's too slow. So Hashem said, okay, let's do Pitocin. And we said, okay, is it going to be too intense? It's okay. I'll, I'll you know, it's okay if it's very intense, says Hashem. I'll be there with you. Don't, don't get scared. Just hang on. Just hang on, you know, right? I'm Hashem's the, 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 the doula, the labor coach, right? You know, or the Rebbe is the doula. Don't worry. I'm here. It's okay. Okay. Breathe. This, that, you know, et cetera. Just, Stay, stay with me, let's walk, let's do this, let's do that, because it's fast and furious. Right now, literally, we see that Hashem gave us Pitocin. He gave the world Pitocin, and boom! It's just, things are hitting the fence. Plus, one of the things we see is that um, now we have access to social media. We know every little thing that goes on. You know, Giuliani sneezes, we have to know. We have to know how many times he sneezes, how many times. We have to know everybody's personal, you know what I'm saying? Everything is out there. So 
if imagine if in 1939 everything were out there, wow, oh my goodness, it would have been terrifying. Hashem made sure we we didn't know. Imagine all through history, through every every blood libel, all crusades, the this, the that, the, you know, all of this stuff. If we had had social media at that time, imagine that time of the crusades, time of, and we had social media. Do you, know, do you know what life would have been like? And terrifying, terrifying. We would never have survived. Even if we survived physically, every single Jew would have been a total basket case. Everybody would have been, you know, completely out to lunch, traumatized, just checked out, you know, a bunch of people drooling in a, you know, drooling in an asylum. Everybody would have gone crazy. So Hashem only gave us social media so that we can know everything that's happening at any given second now. So what's the good news about the social media? That this is my thought. The miracle is that as we got to find out that the news is really fake news and that the media, and I hope we're not censored for saying this, that the media is um, not um, part impartial. It actually belongs to one particular party. And for some reason, some whatever it is, I'm no big genius, some guy or some group of guys somehow bought the media. I guess so. There was a, obviously a group of guys who bought the media and, and how, how, or whatever it is, or from Hashem's point of view, the whole media was just hijacked by fake news. So that's a piece of one of the miracles. The media was hijacked. So you can't depend on it to tell you the truth at all. It's actually been hijacked by the snake, by the Nachasha Kadmai. That's number one. Number two. Hashem then gives us a leader, an ace of leader of the nations who tells us, hey guys, did you know that the Nachash Kadmani has been hijacked, has hijacked the media? He calls it fake news. What a chiddush. Imagine FDR coming along saying it's fake news or, or, you know, Abraham Lincoln calling it fake news. So at the same time as it gets even worse and they've been hijacked, and they are completely um, under the influence of the Nachashat Kadmaini, the primordial snake who wants to destroy holiness and truth. At the same time, Hashem sends Esav, who he used to be the leader of lie, lies and deception and ugliness and all that other stuff, because all he was into was ugly stuff. And he comes along and says, been there, done that. It's fake news. Don't believe it. And then at the same time, so what are we going to do? So then Hashem makes something called technology, in which makes it possible, if you have, you know, time to put into it to learn, you sit in your kitchen, you create a green screen, and you sit against a white wall, you create a, behind you a scene that looks like a news station, with all of the trappings of that, and you make your own channel, and it's called, uh, um, I don't know, let's give it a new name, or panini.com, right? <laughs> right? Uh, you know, the news and nothing but the news. Good morning, America, whatever, whatever it is, as they say, uh, uh, something, some one America nation or something like dot com, 
they look as official as NBC, CBS, ABC, all of this. It seems to be 100% the truth. It is. And they're able to say their message at a moment when the media won't let the messages through. But Hashem creates the refuah before the makkah. That's the miracle. If we ask, as the Rebbe is saying, asking here, people say, do you see miracles? No, I don't see any miracles. Where do you see miracles? That was in biblical times. Says the Rebbe, are you kidding? Miracles are now. Miraclesareus.com. I'm sure somebody bought it. Miraclesareus.com. Anybody literally can make their own news, what looks like a news station. You don't know the difference between them and them and them and them and them. That was last week's Sikha, the Mashpi and the Makabo, the sun and the moon. You don't know there's a moment at which you don't know which is, which is the real, the real shining thing and which is the reflector. You know, who's the real deal and who's the copy? I don't know. Which news station is the real news station? Which one is the copy? It all merges. The minute that the Rebbe said the, the, the Mashpi and the Makabo have to become one. The, the, the one that shines and the one that reflects become one. The one who has a PhD in psychology and the other one who took a weekend course in coaching with marketing, you don't know which one is which. Right? You don't know which one is which. So that's in the negative, but that's also in the positive. That's part of the miracle. Once they become one, Anybody can do anything. They don't call me America's foremost news station. They don't call our news station America's foremost news station for nothing. That means any one of us, if we just were willing to take the time to learn how to do the technology with the green screen and all of that other stuff and, you know, wear the right clothes, three-piece suit, and, you know, have somebody come into our kitchen and with the green screen behind us and like, here I have, um, you know, I have Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, uh, whatever, McPherson, who has the scoop, the real scoop on what's happening in the world. Jennifer, glad to have you in our studio, right? And that's it. And we become the voice of America. That's the miracle that as Hashem creates the maka, the plague, he creates the refuah at the same time. It's crucial that we keep this in mind because it gives us the, the sense that not only is all not lost, there is a master plan to this whole thing. There are a few other miracles that I already forgot, but uh, whatever it was. But let's just take this as a, as, a, as a template. And I'm suggesting one other thing, that every time we post or we think about another painted, awful, horrifying piece of information about what's happening in the world, not only the corruption, but what they're planning for us, we need to balance it. It has to be a balanced diet. We need to balance it with um, an equal amount of what this is really uh, a piece of in terms of unfolding the ga'ula. Because remember, every step moving forward in the ga'ula is going to be uh, come in a wrapping paper. Some of the wrapping papers that Hashem is putting miracles in today are terrifying, terrifying. Four million vaccines arriving in Israel and they're planning to give it to everybody and they won't be able to travel. Imagine that. All these American Americans who live in Israel won't ever be able to leave the country if they didn't take the vaccine. Right? We won't be able to go there. They won't be. 
they'll they'll just be sitting there. They'll never be able to go to a supermarket. They'll never be able to nothing. No government benefits. Nothing. 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 That's the way it's being planned. Of course, it's not going to come out that way. But that's a scary-looking wrapping paper for a miracle. Sure doesn't look like a miracle to me, but we know. So what we were saying is we're in the year of plus Irene, wonders un- uh, unmasked, number one. The month of miracles, um, Kislev, every minute is a miracle in Kislev. The week of miracles, Vayeshev and and. The week of Hanukkah, Pirsume Nisa, everything that's going on, a, a, a part of the, the, the last moments of Gullus, all miracles. The thing about Hanukkah is that the miracle, which was embedded deep inside the wrapping paper, comes out. The wrapping paper falls off. I guess, you know, if you leave... Somebody gives you a present and you forget to bring, you know what, you get a pack. They send you a package, it arrives with UPS, and you don't bring it in the house, and it's sitting outside, and it, it rains overnight. You didn't know that it arrived. By the time you see it the next day or a couple of days later, you come back from out of town, the outer wrapping, the cardboard box, kind of fell apart. And there is Mazel Tov. We sent you a toaster oven. Right. Now, I want to say something about Mazel Tov in a second. So we, there's your toaster oven that you wanted for your birthday. Great. Without the wrapping paper. That's what it is today. The wrapping paper is falling off. As the wrapping paper falls off, it looks pretty intense. Okay. So I want to say two more things before I go into the Sikha. We have to realize also in, in miracles what is on our side now. Well, let's say this one thing. Sunday night, they had the unity, the the CM Sefer Torah for the unity, the the unity Sefer Torah. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but when the when the pandemic pandemic began, Purim time, three uh, three young guys in Crown Heights decided they they knew that there was a story of Baal Shem Tov, that there was a plague. In that time, and the Baal Shem Tov said that there should be a Sefer Torah written to include as many Yiddin as possible, and it would save people, and they wrote it, and people started, for people, people's lives were saved. And then the Friedrich Rebbe referred to it in 1942. I'm not sure why. I don't remember the details. Then the Rebbe referred to it in 1981 and began, uh, began uh, Mishka Sefer Torah and, and quoted Daniel, Sefer Daniel, saying, all who are written in the book will have a will be saved, those who are written in the book will be saved. So right, so so they, they finished it. Um they finished the Sefer Torah, they're now writing another one. Why why I'm saying this, it was really an amazing thing. It was being written all this excuse me, all this time. Rabbi Cohn from Montreal, Rabbi David Cohn from Montreal, his son was the one who started the project, so he brought him down to do the theme. I think I said this the other day, but what's amazing is that Rabbi Cohen told us, he said this worldwide, when a Sefer Torah is still being written, it has some Kedusha, but it really doesn't have the full Kedusha of a Sefer Torah. And, and when a Sefer Torah is complete, this is a very, very giant Simcha. Very, very giant Simcha that brings Rafuas, Yeshuas, very, very great miracles to those that it's written for. Especially, you're opening up a whole new pocket of Tyra that opens up a whole new pocket of Brachas. He sat there. It was very moving. 
if you watch it on the video, he sat there and his his job was to write the last letter, the Lamed. And he said, okay, focus the camera. He said, okay, the top part of the Lamed has, and he said, is being done. Now the, 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 the flat part, the roof, and now we're doing this. And then he said, and now the last bottom part of the Lamed is being, being written. Get ready with your Lachaim to celebrate. And he finished it. It was very emotional. And he said, Mazel Tov, Kal Yisrael. And, and everybody started to dance. What he showed us was a huge burst of holiness and bracha and Yeshua and Rafua had just been born in the world. This Sunday night, Chav Kislev, as this sacred Torah for unity combining Jews all over the world was completed. It went from literally five minutes before to not yet born, you know, a fetus to a full-born, brand new in the world here to change the world entity at that moment. But it was so moving how he did it as he was finishing that last letter. And, you know, he kept saying, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Yisrael. It was everybody's Mazel Tov. And then they, you know, they started dancing the Mazel Tov song. It, it was very, very moving. So we understand that these are very crucial days that are, you know, we know that uh, in a few days there's supposed to be a whole political decision made or whatever it is, not inauguration, but whatever all the things are. And yet, and the world is scared, but what they don't know is that we just completed a sacred Torah that's for world unity for all Yidden, and that will have a vast effect on the future, has a vast effect on now, and that's going to change the course of history. So whatever is happening this week, together with Hanukkah, but, and it happened on Chazagula. So they don't know that with all of their plans and pandemic and vaccine and this and that and, and fraud and all this stuff, they don't know about this safer Torah. They don't know that all of their nasty, horrific plans that they think will work, can't work. They're celebrating. The Nachash HaKadmani, the, 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 the snake is celebrating because he thinks that even though it didn't work for him, he finally is going to have what he planned is to introduce permanent evil into the world. His job was to introduce the opposite of life into the world. Not only the people don't live forever. When we... What does that mean? What did he introduce into the world, the Nachasha Kadmaini, the, the, the snake? Not only that people wouldn't live forever. People wouldn't live even for one second. This is not life. As long as we're here living this, living this not forever life, this is not even life. This is a joke. This is not life. This, we will see in your life of the Sheikh, we said, we thought that was life. People were actually concerned about how long they were going to live in this world. That wasn't life to begin with. It's horrible. It's not life. It's the best that we have, and we're given this non-life kind of span in the world to do as much as we possibly can to transform the unholiness to holiness. So there's a big job. But in terms of this, this ain't life at all. So he really introduced that, the snake, and he wants to introduce it forever. Then no one should ever live. No one should ever breathe. No one should ever internalize any holiness, digest. You know, now that he attacked the stomachs of everybody, nothing. He wants his plan to succeed, and we know that. He's got a problem. He has the measure of the generation who won't let him succeed. 
And he has the Jewish people who won't let him succeed. So all of these are part of the unraveling miracle that we need to be, as the Rebbe says in last week's Sikha, open your eyes to see this perspective because otherwise it looks like game over, God forbid, and it's anything but game over. It's very, very, very much game is just beginning and sit back and watch the fun, but we need to have those eyes, that, that perspective that the Rebbe is giving us in the Sikha. Okay. So with that in mind, um, yesterday we spoke about the fact, just to, to recap for a second, the fact that Jews have been sent all over the world since, you know, since we left Beis Amigdash. We were sent all over the world to gather together the sparks of holiness. And by being embedded in each of those countries, which we're supposed to, we we take the customs of those places when they're permissible al Tyra and we transform them into customs of Kedusha. Essentially, in the, to say it in simple terms, we transform the places that we're sent to live in. How come somebody lives in, you know, Des Moines, uh, Iowa? Iowa? Is Des Moines and I, you know, Canadians never know American, American geography, but wherever it is, you know, some ridiculous place like that, or, you know, some little shtetl, all we know is Goose. All we know over here, all we know is Moose Jaw, Manitoba in Canada, but there are, you know, some little, imagine some little redneck town in, in uh, Kentucky. I don't know what the names of the towns are in Kentucky. Why would a Jew live in Kentucky? What are you doing in Kentucky? You know, what do you, you know, when you hear all these stories of, of the Rebbe that there was one old lady that lived in some town and the Gallic always was after her to, why can't you just convert already? And, and she didn't want to. What's she doing there? What's she doing living in, you know, you'll find like she and her husband had a general store or something in, in I don't know, what's some real obscure state? Kentucky is like that. What, what else? Some redneck type of state. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know American geography. Um, yeah, whatever. Some little Barbarsman of Inkle over there. Some forlorn little place. What is a Jew doing there? What do you mean? Nothing is by just by accident. He was sent for a reason. He has a he owns a gas station uh, on the side of the highway in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota. So, um, so here's the thing: the um, we want to understand what that's all about. And so the Rebbe says we're up to ice Gimel in the Sikha of of Parshas Vayeshev Tashim and We understand the the um, accomplishment of this generation over the others. Because in the generations before, we were not so spread out in every single corner of the world. Um, especially at the time of the base of Midrash, we were all in one place in Eretz Yisrael. And even the first generations of Gullus, where we were, were we all? You know, in Babylonia. We weren't everywhere. Nobody was in South Dakota in the times, of, in Babylonian times, right? We were only in that part of the globe, you know, Asia, and then we went to Europe. America didn't exist. That wasn't until 1492. And then, again, how many places in America? Who moved in South Dakota? In recent generations, we have been spread out throughout all of the world, um, in America, etc. And in every generation, even more, until we come to our generation where there are really people everywhere, and there's Shluchim everywhere. Who's actually up? Is it a Majeski? that he's in, uh, you know, some African place where 
he's kind of by himself. And the only Yidden he meets, he meets, you know, B'nai Nayef, and he meets Yidden who are in Peace Corps. And, you know, he's, I forget, someplace Nigeria or something like that. So now we have been sent to all those places. And in a way of what's called hislabshus, we've been embedded um, into those places. We've been, what's the word uh, about, they say about journalists, embedded journalists or something else. Um, but we've been embedded into those places and given the customs of those places too. They eat. You know, in Italy, I guess you eat a lot of pasta. You're Jewish, you always eat a lot of pasta because kosher pasta. Everybody's eating kosher pasta in Italy. That's what they do there. And they, you know, what do they have? First they eat this and then they eat that and then they, okay, okay. And we built in all these places that we've we've been sent to, maestas of terimitzas in every single place according to its way. So when we think about that, even for a, a short moment, um, uh, one second. Okay, we're good. When we think about it for a very short moment, um, we see what is different about this generation over all the other generations. In that, we have the purification of every single land and country and nation in the world now. How is it being purified? We were sent there. Who's going to take care of South Dakota? Whoever was sent there. Who's going to take care of some Zimbabwe? Whoever was sent there. Who's going to take care of La Quebec? No? Who's going to take care of La Quebec? My brother and I used to laugh about when, he, when we felt like, you know, our parents bought us nerdy-looking shoes or something like that. We would say, we were so embarrassed, right? So we'd say, you know, these boots, these shoes look like they, they come from La Quebec. That's to Quebec, you know, so who's going to live in La Quebec, la? But, but somebody, some Jew is sent to every single place, and if he hasn't been sent there, then a, a shliach, you know, bathroom are sent during the summer to go to these places because every place has to be touched, cleaned, purified, elevated. As we see now, boom, the cleaning, the purifying, the elevating is all coming to a head. A head. So now we see that according to all the signs, we have completed the bureau, this purification. Now, uh, I wouldn't say that we see that, but the Rebbe is saying that his father-in-law is telling us that we have completed all the purification. If you ask me, how would I know the difference? But the Friedrich Rebbe and the Rebbe, they know. The Meisher being of the generation, they, they know. They're not like us. They see the purification has been completed. To us, it looks like there's a lot of purification to be done. They say, no, no, no. What we're doing now is a different thing. It's not called beerer. It's called something else. It still looks grungy, but it's not called beerer. So now we understand why we're holding by the at the point of the geula. See, our mistake was we thought that when the beerer is finished, life will just be, ah, at the beach all day looking at the waves. So beautiful, you know, sitting in the forest and listening to meditating on the sound of the birds forever, learning deep Kabbalistic wisdom, you know, munching on calorie-free sushi. We thought it would be like that. We had no idea that when the bureau is over, there's another phase which ain't no fun, as they say in these places where the bureau was done. So now, everything 
says the Rebbe, everything is in general, is set out in life in general and specific. So if we say the mirror of the world, the, the purification of the world has happened, there must be a general and a specific, because everything in life is general and specific. So where do we see it? Ba 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 bum in the viewer, the purification of France. This is to us a signpost that tells us where we're up to. It's an amazing signpost. You think anybody would have thought that? Imagine this. A hundred years ago, two guys are meet in the marketplace. They're like, hi, uncle. Hi, Itcha. What's doing? This and that. Yeah. You know, what do you think it's going to be like when Mashiach comes? Well, you'll know by watching friends. Nobody said that. Nobody knew that. You'll know by watching friends. What's epic? What do you mean you're going to know when Mashiach is here by watching France, the country of France? But anybody who was really with their head in the Svarim would have known. Because if they just learned Navi, it says in Ovadia, there's a, there's a declaration of, a prophecy of the Geula in Ovadia, which is the, the Haftaira of last Shabbos, which says the following. The Gullus Achel has said, this Gullus, Gullus we know, Livnei Yisrael, the Gullus that, be, that begins and is for the Jewish people, etc., 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 there are a bunch of words, Ad Sorfas. This Gullus goes all the way from Arehanegev, Plains of the Negev, all the way to France. The Gullus is embodied by going all the way to France. Ad Sorfa. When the Gullus, when you see it hit France, and there's a turnaround in France, then you know that the whole thing has turned around. When you see the green light, the red light turn to green, you know that everything has started to change. Where are you going to see the red light turning to green? Says Ovadia, in France, This Gullus goes all the way, ending up in France. What will happen? We will inherit the Negev, uh, the plains of Negev. We will inherit the Negev. And the redeemers will go up to Harzion. Lishpat is Har Esav to judge Har Esav. And the whole Malucha will belong to Hashem. So somehow, now that's the Ula, we know. Esav will be judged. And it looks like also he, Esav will go through a judgment process. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What do we see happening in the world and the news today? Asav is going through a judgment process. But we thought we were going to judge Asav. We thought that Yaakov would come and look at Asav and say, you're being really evil. That's disgusting. Knock it off. We never knew, right? That's what we figured. Or Hashem will come and, you know, thunder and lightning and who knows what and hire Asav. And Asav will be judged. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Did you ever believe that Asav would judge himself? Well, that makes, we never would have thought it, but let me ask you a question. You ever go to Home Depot? Half of the store is D-I-Y, do it yourself. 
Once upon a time, you went to a store and everything there was, they do it, they make it for you, you pay money, and and they give it to you. The concept of, I'm, I'm backtracking for a second, but I'm saying it for a reason. The concept of Home Depot, what's the chiddush? They sell you stuff to learn how to do it yourself. They don't just sell you storm windows. They don't just sell you brand new doors for your house and somebody to install them. They sell you a door and they tell you how to install it yourself. Do it yourself. Well, that's interesting. That's a chiddush. Do it yourself? Never heard about it before in history. But once it came into the world, and the chiddush is not in Home Depot. Home Depot is just, uh, you know, an expression of how we see interesting, do it yourself. Or another example we said is, you don't like the news stations because they're they're really not telling you the real news. Do it yourself. Go on YouTube, it, which is the, the, you know, instead of going to a place, Home Depot, go on YouTube and learn how to create a news station yourself in your living room. Right? DIY. Do-it-yourself news station. You know how many people today are successful in professions that learned how to do it on YouTube? At least half the people. You know, gee, you're amazing. Uh, who knows what? You know, I know a lady who, she does haircuts and she does shakels and this and that and all that. I said, wow, you're really good. How did you learn? She said, I went on YouTube. I, I, I shudder to tell you how many people that are really excellent at what they do that you figure, wow, you must have gone for 10 years to university. No, no, I learned it on YouTube. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. A chiddush, grassroots. Now, we'll see in a second what that has to do with Napoleon and France. Um, so do it yourself means ace of is going to judge himself. Balamashin, the good part of Esav, the part of Esav that managed to do tshuva, that somehow managed to connect himself to Yaakov. And he has that schuf. He is going and judging the other part of Esav, who decided he's going to make an alliance with Yishmael, or and with the snake, with the Nachash Kadmaini. And so the good part of Esav is saying, we're going to judge you guys and we're going to expose all your corruption and all your fraud. And you guys are dumb enough to not, um, to not cover up your, your, the evidence properly. That's part of the arrogance of, of the snake that he's so confident and he's so arrogant that he forgets to cover up the evidence of where he did really ugly, disgusting things. So that's what's happening today. Asav is judging Asav and saying, you guys are going to be judged. Why are you going to be judged? So, by the way, why should Asav be judged, the bad part of Asav? Because deep within himself, Asav is ready already, as the Rebbe said 30 years ago, ready for the Geula. Asav is now at the point where he wants to unite with Yaakov and say, Yaakov, show me what to do. You're, you're my Rebbe. You're my Rebbe, Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu, I'm your, you know, I'm your brother, you're my Rebbe, you, I'm going to follow you, tell me what to do, I've got, I've got the resources, I've got the money and, the, and the, the ability and the this and that and the skills, and you've got the brains and the leadership and the wisdom and the connection to God. Let's work together. 
So, and so, and Asa was saying, and what do we, what, let's see, what do we want to do this for? Oh, Geula, Vahaisa, Shema Melucha. Now, Ovadia, wasn't Ovadia the son of Gerim, I think? Something like that. There's something about Ovadia that connected somehow to the non-Jewish nations in some way. Something like that. So, so the redeemers go up to Hartzion. So there's this redemptive process that goes up to Hartzion, connects itself with Tyra. To do what? To judge her Asaph. Not to judge. Clean up. Judging is one thing. So what are you going to do after you're going to judge them? Burn everybody. No, 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 no. We don't burn them anymore. Just Give them a Sheva Mitzvah's card and get them on the right side. Why should you get rid of Asa? That's a ridiculous thing. Well, well, we always thought 100 years ago they're going to wipe out the whole Asa. Why should you wipe them out? They've got good, they're good workers. <laughs> they have money, they have resources, they have talent, they have skills. They have this, they have that. We don't want to get rid of them. We just need to get them on the right side, like the famous story with with Reb Mayer and something like there were there were uh, very bad youth around the town, and there was one idea that they should just wipe out these youth, and the other idea was get them to do tshuva. In fact, one of their stories there were these two shluchim who were bachrim in Russia, and other shluchim around there were very upset that, that these two bachrim were doing very good work. But they said it's not appropriate, they're not married, you know, they should be people with a family, they're coming in contact with all kinds of people. We really have to get rid of them and replace them with real shluchim. So another shliach came along and said, why do you have to get rid of them? Find them shaduchim, get them married. Find them shaduchim, get them married, and they should have a family. Let Move them forward, don't move them backwards. We don't want to move back, get rid of Asaph. What if Asaph is ready to be our best friend and help us. You know, we're busy sitting in tents of Torah all day long. Esav is out there in the world. He knows the world. Trump knows the world. Do I know China? Do I know, do I know how, to, how to deal with billions of dollars? I actually don't. I didn't devote my, my life to figure out how to deal with billions of dollars. That's what he's good at. We should get rid of him. He knows all the ins and outs of the world where there's a lot of hitting the fan. He knows that world. He's not afraid. So who? So some little lemach, you know, some a little rabbi who is sitting and learning my marm should deal with it. You need somebody who knows the gangster world to deal with the gangster world. And he'll do a good job. We don't want to get rid of our of Asaph. So says Hashem, no. They're going to judge each other. They're going to clean up their act within each within themselves and boom. The whole Malucha will belong to Hashem. With Asaph totally on board as the best advocate for Hashem's Malchus. So, what we have to understand is, when the Navi Ovadia is speaking about the Gullus and Geula of France, we understand that there's a huge connection between them. Because, even though we were first, we were, um, we were sent to France at some point, um, I think, you know, Rashi was there, etc., um, what does that have to do with Geula? Um, we're talking about, if in the time of Ovadia, you're speaking about that, you know, you're saying 2,000 years later, France, Geula, what, 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 you know. So we understand that in the Geula, the Geula depends on France. 
Hagalus Achel the beginning of the Gullus was in France. That's where the Gullus started. I mean, the Gullus really started after Eretz Yisrael, after leaving the base of Miglish. But the concept of what Gullus is all about is all connected with France. Because the spiritual force that was behind the country of France was very bad. Maybe, I don't know if it started off bad, but it was very bad. The opposite of the Haifel Hashem Amlucha. Just to go back for a second, since I, I was the one who had to do the term paper on the five causes of the French Revolution in fifth grade, had no idea what it, I just copied from the encyclopedia. What was it, 1789? Five causes of the French Revolution. The whole point of the French Revolution is they said, we don't need a king and queen, the people will take over. There's a lot. There's a lot to say about that, and you know how it has to do with the Alter Rebbe, and I'll probably do it tomorrow. This idea of the people will take over—that's what we just said about Home Depot. Do it yourself. The people will take over. Isn't that good? Uh, yes. The people can, will take over can be good or it can be very bad. When the French Revolution came along. When they said the people will take over, they meant minus Hashem. Minus Hashem. Minus God. That was the difference. Um, one second. M- minus Hashem. That was the difference. That was the epitome of Gullus. You're doing all this stuff in the world, but you leave Hashem out on purpose. We know who that was. Who was the original one who introduced this system? The Nachash Kadmai. The snake. The snake said, hey, Chava, you know, could you just leave out this Hashem part? Could we just, like, hang out and kind of have a good time? But could you just leave your... Hashem, God, master of the universe thing at home, like, just like, let's put it on the side while we hang out and have a good time. Because that part, it's just not going to work in our relationship. And that was the seduction. Just leave Hashem on the, on the side. That klipa embedded itself in every nation as we went through history. Why do you think they didn't like us? Because we were annoyingly stubborn Jews. When they said, hey Jews, like the story of Hanukkah coming up, they said, Torah is really amazing. We, we, we actually like to study it too. Could you just leave this Hashem part on the side? And part of us said, some of us said yes, and the other ones of us said, no, 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 absolutely not. And they said, well, we'll, 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 we'll kill you, God forbid. And we said, all right, all right. Got to do what you got to do. They weren't used to such a concept. There's no other nation in the world that if they say, listen, you want to live? Give up this Hashem thing, this God thing. They're like, okay, listen, we want to live. There's only one nation, one one people that they're so annoying. When you go to them and say, we'll give you everything, but just give up this thing about God. God Almighty, Hashem Echad, Nobody. Just give that one up. It's just a small detail. And we'll let you live and have honor and riches and all that. And we say, no, 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 no. We're not going to give it up. 
You say, what's wrong with you people? Everybody else is willing to give it up. What is wrong with you? That's the one thing we won't give up. That's why they hate us. That little annoying piece of information, you know, Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, Novade, it drives everybody crazy throughout history. And we drive everybody crazy because we won't give in on that one thing. The lowest of the low, so to speak. The most disconnected, the most off, 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 off the derech will come to a point where they will fight for the, for the oneness of Hashem. Against their will. While they're eating a cheeseburger. Driving in a car. On Shabbos. Playing music. Eating a cheeseburger. And somebody will challenge them to something that, that denies the oneness of Hashem. They'll give up their life. With a cheeseburger. In their mouth. In the car. On Shabbos. Not a contradiction even for them. That's the Jew. So the French Revolution was about once and for all, we want to cut out this piece of Hashem. The people will take over the government. The people will take over the world minus God. And it almost works. Now, by the way, spoilers. Little idea. Tuf, when was it? Tuf, Kuf, 1789. Tuf, Kuf, Memtes. 1789. What was happening around that time? Altarebbe, Tanya, Chabad. What is the Altarebbe introduce? The people take over. The people take over. Right? Every single Jew was equal on the level of Etzimanefesh. I'm just saying I'll develop this more in the next couple of days. That was also, that was the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov. Before the Baal Shem Tov, there were the scholars, and there were the simple people. And the simple people were really treated like garbage. You know, there were, there were, there was a class system among the Jewish people. Baal Shem Tov came along as a class system. What is this, pre-1A? There's no class system. Every Jew is the same. You know who are the best guys? You know who are the really good guys? Yeah, us, the scholars. Baal Shem Tov said, yeah, my split the scholars. It's the simple people. The simple people are the real Jews. The best Jews. The simple people who know nothing. They just have pure hearts. They know nothing. They do not. Pure, not the pure hearts. The Baal Shem Tov came along and equalized everybody. Right? The people take over. The simple people take over Judaism. Like somebody said, who runs Lubavitch? The guys who had a ponytail in India six months ago? Kind of. Who gives the chayas to Lubavitch? Who do you see dancing around? The guys who had a ponytail six months, a year ago, a year and a half ago in India. The people take over. And that's what we're talking about now. I sit in my living room. I, I, I put a green screen. I become a news station. The people take over. Do it yourself. The people take over. This is the Chiddush of this generation. The question is, do we take over with Hashem, with God, or against Hashem, against God? That's the only difference. The Alter Rebbe and Napoleon were saying the same message. The people take over. You no longer have to be a somebody, somebody, somebody to be a leader in the world. The people take over. 
but which kind of people? The people who are there to promote Hashem or, God forbid, to destroy Hashem? That's why we have what's going on in America t- today. We have one party that says, in the end, it's all up to the boss, to God. And we don't do anything without him. And that's Asos. And then we have another party who says, we don't need God. We depend on our own strength. That's Napoleon. That's the other side. So what we see playing itself out today is the French Revolution happening all over again, but now it's in America. You have Napoleon of the Democratic Party, and you have the Alta Rebbe um, expressing himself in, within Asa. You have Asa that, has, that is following Napoleon. You have Asa that is actually following Yaakov Levine, following the Alta Rebbe. And Asa is divided. And instead of us fighting it out, Asa is fighting it out with himself. Me, Asaph, who do I want to be? A Napoleon or an Alta? Do I want to follow Napoleon? Do I want to follow the Alta? It's a fascinating thing. If it weren't scary, it would be amazing. You could eat popcorn all day and watch this movie all day long. It's amazing. You wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Thinking, wow, what's going to happen as I sleep? Some new miracle. So, we can't go on too long with this, but um, we could, but we want to make it a not-so-long recording. So this idea that um, in the Geula that's connected with France, this, the Gullus, which begins in France, as Ovadia says, it's Tsarfat, and the reason is because, why France? Because Shlemus Bira Island, the complete purification of the world, the Haisal Hashem Amrucha, that the, the kingship should belong to Hashem, is achieved specifically in the bureau, the purification and the elevation of, of the Yidden in France.